Hello, and welcome to episode 72 of the Unraveling Technology podcast. Hello. Hello. Long-time listeners may notice something a little bit different. Um, we, for the first time ever, I think, don't have Joe with us. He is on his way, apparently, and has been running late, but uh, time is a little bit short for all of us, I think, today. Yeah. Too many, too many real jobs to do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm uh, David. I'm joined by Nathan Rona, our special guest, and our producer, Adam, Hello. as usual. Hello. And hopefully, at some point, Joe will appear and will presumably very seamlessly yeah. slot him into the podcast with no noticeable oh, cuts or anything. We could, we could just shame him as he walks in live on the podcast. <laughs> Boo him. <laughs> yeah. So, we've got a collection of topics to talk about today. Um, I thought maybe we'll start with just a nice mm, light bit of news, mm-hmm. kind of light for us, maybe not so light if you're living in China, which is <laughs> that the uh, references to Winnie the Pooh have now been blacklisted on Chinese social media. Which seems a little bit odd, but um, it, it's not unfamiliar for what it sounds by on this article so china's got um a couple of sort of big um social media platforms they've got a program called wechat um and they've got some other is that do you know weibo yeah um one of them's kind of like twitter one of them's kind of like facebook yeah yeah i I think i think weibo is is the version of twitter but WeChat in comparison is massive. Is that is that not like is um, that more Skypeish? No, yeah, like, we WeChat is has now got multiple things going on with it. So it started off as like an instant messaging thing, and now they like there's loads of businesses and all sorts of different kind of services that are offered through it. I couldn't name any, but I just know it's massive and used for all sorts of things. Mm. But um, so yeah. yeah, any any references to Winnie the Pooh and any. All the animated GIFs of Winnie the Pooh have disappeared. And if you go on to WeChat um, and start typing um, references to Little Bear Winnie, which is the Chinese name for Winnie the Pooh, you get messages saying this content is illegal, which (laughs) is all apparently tied to the Chinese president. Yeah. And past references (laughs) and suggestions and comparisons between him and Winnie the Pooh but it's nothing it's nothing unusual so um apparently back in 2013 there was a picture of the Chinese president and Barack Obama comparing them to Winnie the Pooh and Tigger there's a sort of side by side image side by side and that apparently was censored (laughs) for you know I guess because the Chinese president just didn't like the comparison. There was also in 2015, the most censored image of 2015 was a uh, photo of the Chinese president um, kind of, uh, he's riding in a car and he's sort of emerging from the sunroof and like so that the people can see him. And side by side with that is a little uh, little toy car with Winnie the Pooh's head sticking out of the sunroof of it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the most censored image so, of 2015. So what? P- people are making comparisons between him and Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I'd be, I actually Pretty don't know why, what the comparison is, other than the fact that <laughs> if there's a, a photo of him, 
that looks like a photo. I don't know if there's actually like a personality comparison going on. He likes honey. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. There's but. a uh, there's another photo of of him shaking hands with someone, and then somebody's drawn a lovely little version of um, Eeyore shaking hands with <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. That's the that's the one that triggered apparently this uh, content is illegal situation. That's so bizarre, isn't it? Who do you think who do you think makes that decision? Though? Do you think he makes that decision himself and just quite possibly or maybe maybe the government. So there's um there's kind of an a uh, is it election that's coming up at the moment? We've got uh, Joe's just, looking just, at us through yeah, the window. Just to interrupt. So he just gave us a little look through the window. Oh, Joe. Here he is. Entering. Shame. Shame, Shame on you. You, Joe, you won't be able to take part in this discussion because we're not we're not going over the details about winning the poo again. <laughs> okay, thank yeah. you. That's and, fine. And that is all we've touched on so far. Is it? Did you have anything to add about Winnie the Pooh? Um, never watched it myself. Um, but I understand he's got a quite the following. And this is a shame. <laughs> or in or in China's case, not allowed to have quite the following. Big big blow for the uh for the Winnie the Pooh franchise. Yeah. Welcome Joe, catch your breath. Let me catch my breath. Yes. Soz. I suppose I better get my laptop out. That's fine. We'll give you, oh, give you a minute. What is this? <laughs> carry, on, carry on with the, the tale, David. Okay. So, um, yeah. Um, basically, it's another example of Chinese media censorship, but kind of a surprising one in that it seems sort of a, a really severe and harsh reaction to something that seems on the face of it quite you know yeah inconsequential I mean, if anything it could you could say it's a little bit pathetic i mean if you if you think about the stuff that donald trump gets compared with like winnie the pooh is comparatively not that bad is it no, no. i mean to be honest would you would you think supposing the american infrastructure was set up in such a way that he could do you think Donald Trump would censor some Absolutely. of the stuff? Absolutely, without question. How many yeah. world <laughs> leaders do you think would censor comparisons between them and, uh, well, whatever? Have we, have we talked about the whole uh, CNN GIF business? So what's the CNN GIF? So a little while ago, yeah. um, there, Donald Trump, the acting president of the United States, tweeted a GIF that was, uh, and I believe it was actually him, wasn't it? At some yeah. uh, WWF, uh, some uh, wrestling event a few years back, um, it was him hitting someone, I think, I think it was Vince McMahon that he was actually hitting, but someone had superimposed the CNN logo onto the head of Vince <laughs> McMahon, and it's him just attacking this CNN-headed person with a metal chair. Right. Um, because as we all know, CNN is fake news. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, yeah, there was this whole uproar about it because CNN, rather than taking it in good faith, just pretty much uh, threatened to, to dox. And there for anyone is. who, uh, <laughs> Nathan's got it up on his screen. Yeah, this, uh, CNN threatened to dox, which is where you reveal personal information about the person who had originally shared it that Donald Trump had retweeted it from. Mm. And there was this big thing about who, do, who does CNN think they are? Threatening, you know, th th you know, d dangling this sword of Damocles over someone's head who 
Who just made this gift years ago, by the way. You're saying that the Chinese president is threatened by Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) Well, these aren't the actions of someone who isn't bothered about Winnie the Pooh. Clearly. I wonder if maybe they wait for some big news in the latest American-Russian scandal before they sneak these little little censorship things in. Mm -hmm. Maybe. You think maybe while we're sat here talking about Winnie the Pooh, maybe Donald Trump is pushing pushing something through i don't think the chinese government have issued any kind of official statement about why they've censored this yeah well as i say it's just gone it's just trying to sweep it under the rug and Mm -hmm. but people are going to notice this kind of thing trying to think of some way to tie this round to say that this is a honeypot but i can't think of a decent because he tried the honey it's Winnie the Pooh. It's my understanding. I've never seen it. I'll reiterate. It's quite never a revelation, seen isn't it? I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> what, you've never seen Winnie the, the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I only really know about it from well, because I know about it. I've I've recently been to Disney World. I've Winnie the Pooh all over the place there. Yeah, but it's it's not originally Disney. I know the it, theme song. Just to, to point that out. The, <laughs> okay. Uh, right. The version, the version of Winnie the Pooh is not is the Disney version, but that's that's not where it came. Oh from. no, I'm thinking of Paddington Bear. I'm not. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm thinking of Paddington Bear. <laughs> have we, we had any drone talk yet? We, we haven't, because I I figured the drone I talk. figured you might have some specific questions for Nathan about yeah. relating to his holiday and mm-hmm. yeah, his right. drone accompanied holiday. So where yes. have you been, Nath? Um, I went to Spain on a family holiday with my in-laws. Okay. Um, and for those who don't know, our we have a drone that we keep in the office, and I got to take it with me to holiday uh, for a week. I thought it was a very brave decision, because, I mean, to be honest, a week or two after us getting the company getting the drone, I took the drone out, and I was terrified just flying <laughs> it over a crag. Out at I know, I, s- I saw your videos. You <laughs> <laughs> looked a bit nervous. Yeah, the video footage also wasn't great, because I'd kind of kept the... Uh, you know, it be- because I was so worried about hurting the drone, I'd mm. kept the uh, plastic guard over the, the camera. Right. But the problem is when you're flying it up quite high, you, you catch quite a lot of glare from the sun. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of the footage has this kind of this horizontal or diagonal swipe of light across it. Mm. But uh, yeah. Well, for those for those who might be interested, it's a DJI Mavic Pro, um, which comes with all the guards and uh, shields for people who have not advanced but um i took the risk and took them all off and so <laughs> someone asked me when i got back did you use the propeller guards and i said no and they asked me why not and i my only answer was because i'm badass really. <laughs> <laughs> was it um, the drone police nathan did you use the guards i think no i think it was just someone interested well if but you want to talk about severe negligence with the drone um when we first got it, so I went to go and uh, pick it off uh, off the person who had it previously, and I had it for the weekend. So I thought, oh, great, I'm going to get it home. Mm. I'm going to show my wife. I'm going to test it. So we kind of set it up. I, I cleared a space in the bedroom and put it on the floor in the bedroom and said, right. Oh, I saw this as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I looked at all the videos on the SD card. There was footage of when the drone was flying in the bedroom. Yeah. Was that really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Joe is looking very to worried. It was definitely, yeah, it was definitely in a room. It might not have been the bedroom. Uh, I'm just trying to think. 
I haven't flown it indoors. Joe's gone bright oh, red. What were you doing? <laughs> <with> <laughs> that I hope there's not a microphone on that drone. Well, we we tested it. In the we air. tested Blue. it in the office first. Yeah, we just had it hovering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Okay, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen you so panicked. I'm going to have to review this footage <laughs> because uh, nothing. Un- well, the language was unsavory. We were. We, I kind of set it going. So you you swipe, don't you? And it and it takes off and gets to about. 1.5 meters or something like that. You swipe if you want to swipe, or you do it yourself. Well, there you go. That's yeah. I still, at this point, don't know how to do it yourself. Oh, for okay. for an, a novice drone user such as yourself, yes. you would swipe. Yeah, so but take th- how novice I am right now, not even knowing that you don't have to swipe. This is the great thing about it, though, is that the DJI Mavic Pro, and general, generally DJI as a company, produce like the best consumer drones on the market, and they're or they're basically all semi-professional video filmmaking drones. However, they do have lots of intelligent features, which for someone like yourself who is a bit nervous about flying it, you can just tap a button and it'll kind of do what you tell it to. Yeah. Um, good. Adi- was the Phantom, was that a DJI? Yeah. Okay, right. So the Phantom came before this, quite a bit bigger Well, we're now on, well, the I think. Fourth, on the Phantom 4. Pro. Right. And then there's the Spark as well. The Spark is brand new. So that was released uh, last month in America, and it's the size of like your average smartphone, basically the body of the drone. Oh, really? Yeah, it's tiny. Okay. It's, re- it's quite. It's quite something. Just gen- just generally, when the Mavic Pro came out, it was much smaller than the Phantom. And so the Phantom's this white thing that's got like legs that are permanently attached and kind of you can't fold them in or anything. Yeah. So it's quite a pain to it's travel not, around. Not a with. portable drone. Yeah, you have not to very strap portable. it to the roof of your car. I mean, when before I went on holiday, I was kind of reading up and all the kind of advice for traveling with a drone, and everyone was saying how much easier the Mavic Pro is now because the propeller legs kind of fold, all fold in, and mm. it's just like this one kind of little body that's the size of half your arm. Yeah, um, and so it's easy to take around with you. But the Phantom before was just a big thing that was very obvious i've got a drone yeah the technologies that come on leaps and bounds in quite a a small small space of time yeah but yeah so we set it off and it was hovering in the bedroom making a racket because it's not quiet either it is not and uh (laughs) it was kind of like listing a little bit so one of the one of the key things about it is it's very good at staying in position where we took it out in quite high winds and it was getting buffeted but it was correcting quite well but it was like listing a little bit towards the wall, and I hadn't. The controllers, it's kind of like um, it's like a video game controller, isn't it? You've got your two analog sticks. Three hundred and fifty pound video game controller, sure. Yeah, <laughs> is that how much the controller costs? On its own, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, that goes up, down, turns left, right. You know, as, as you'd expect. But I didn't know which one did which, so I was trying to get it to trying to get it to kind of level out but I must have jerked the controller too hard so it like went a little bit towards the side it was like kind of <laughs> cornering my wife in the corner of the room did she have to duck? No, no, she was, no because what I did was I said okay right enough's enough I'm going to go I'm just going to I'm just going to grasp the drone I'm going to I'm going to lead it gently back towards the center of the room problem is when you grab the drone from underneath yeah. it's got sensors that detect where the floor is so it figures out where 1.5 meters is based on this sensor. Uh-huh. So when I go to grasp the drone underneath and suddenly I'm obscuring the sensor, it thinks, whoa, I'm really close to the floor. I'm going to go up. <laughs> so then it instantly starts trying to struggle with you. 
And that, but then I was in the horrible position of, oh no, if I let go of the drone now, is it going to fly <laughs> through the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> it was a really bad few seconds. Um, How did you resolve it? I, well, I, I did just, I thought, well, I've got to let go. I've, I, I just had to trust that there were sensors in it that would detect the ceiling, and uh. thankfully there were. See, I've landed. I've landed it in my hand. If you knew the la- what the landing button was on the controller, you could have probably just like held onto it tight and then landed it. I, I eventually figured out that I could swipe to get it to land, and it made a load of beeping noises and came down. Qu- I think it goes to about a foot off the ground. Yeah. And then you have to swipe again for the final kind so of descent. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough couple of minutes. Basically, what you're saying is Nathan needs to offer flying lessons. <laughs> there's yeah, lo- there's lots of tutorials. DJI have done a really good job of making learning how to fly their drones quite accessible. Mm. I was kind of getting the hand the handle, yeah. getting the hang of it. It is the considering the fact that it is a very you know they're not cheap. The drones that DJI make they're not like your average toy. Uh, drone which is really difficult to fly and doesn't control very well and doesn't stay in the same place like they've made it really well and it is easier to fly than the toy ones in my opinion having right. flown some of the toy ones yeah um because it's made for filmmaking they need to have sensitive and accurate controls yeah so and it's yeah it's very good at uh as you mentioned before the intelligent features yeah. on it the fact that you can so you, you secure your smartphone beneath the controller so at which point it jumps from a 350 pound controller to like a thousand pound controller because you've got your phone attached to it and you can the the touch screen will show you the output of what the drones see through the camera yeah. but the one that i like is the the follow mode whatever it's called uh, active tracking active tracking so you can just drag a square over a person on the camera and it will identify that person and go shall i Shall yeah. I follow this person? Yes. But it also recognizes what kind of objects. So if you tap on it, it recognizes it. If it recognizes a certain object, it will just do it. And if it doesn't recognize what it is, you kind of have to drag the box. Right. So I was filming uh, my sister-in-law windsurfing, and like I tapped on her, and a little icon of a boat came up. Oh right. It, like recognized <laughs> that this was someone on water moving, so it must be a boat. You know, it's close that, enough for windsurfing. Does that kind of change the way that it tracks then? Will it track a boat different to a person? I don't know. I wouldn't have. Mm, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to ask DJI. <laughs> uh, I'll send him an email. <laughs> Technical, technicality. David, but have you got any plans to take the drone out at any point? I would like to have a go with it. I, I was hoping to kind of come play with it when you booked it out, but I was off ill, so... There will be future opportunities. I'm sure uh, there will. I, hope so. I don't know what the uh, the drone because we've got a drone rotor now. Yeah. The office, so Do we can book the drone out. We'll have to have a look see if we can. Phil, as long I as think, I think someone's got it for like a month now. As, as long yeah. as somebody, um, as long as I manage to book something in, find some spare time before somebody crashes it, we'll be <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, before it <laughs> inevitably goes off. I mean, part of the reason the controller is so expensive is the transmission technology. And it will fly up to around four miles away from you. So that's impressive. You, yeah, you don't you don't want to be if you're going to fly it far, you you want to feel like there's not too many obstacles in your way and mm. all sorts of things. But it is massively impressive. So in Spain, I was at a villa that was 15 minutes away from the beach and the port area, and I drive driving wise, so I don't know maybe a mile or two, and I flew it all the way 
to the port area and I couldn't like if visually looking with my naked eye I couldn't see it I can only see what <laughs> the camera is seeing which is kind of scary that is so brave but, uh, that is amazing yeah. but you, you mentioned the sensors there's, this, there's like five to eight sensors around it and they're pretty amazing and it means you can have obstacle avoidance on the drone so it knows if there's something when, when it's turned you can turn it off when it's turned on it will recognize something that's in front of it um, and when I was flying it above the beach, <laughs> it's like seagulls and birds went to attack the drone <laughs> because they get they get quite um, protective and stuff. The birds. Right. Is, this is actually what led to someone asking me if I use the propeller guard, um, which maybe in hindsight maybe I will if there's lots of birds. But literally, <laughs> I was like flying back, and a seagull cut up the drone, and on the the controller it beeps really loud and gave me a red red sig- uh, signal saying warning obstacle avoidance detected and i could see the drone it had done like an emergency break in the middle of the air <laughs> like stopped <laughs> itself and i was like really nervous at this point thinking what if a bird hits the drone i mean will it will it be okay will the bird be okay because these propellers are going like really fast you can chop your hands off with them because uh, um, i did wonder because you fold the propellers out and they're quite not flimsy but they're not yeah. exactly, they're not held, taut. they don't click in at 180 degrees or anything like no. that. So I felt like if I introduced my hand into the path of the blade, it was more likely that the blades were just going to come to a stop against it. But I've heard some nasty stories. Have you? Yeah, so I would be careful. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. Let's not try it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not. What happens if you put your hand into a drink? So yeah. when it goes for... Did you say four miles you could take it? Is that's, that a, that's the theory. Is um, that a restriction uh, due to the GPS or to the battery? Will be the transmission to the controller. So okay. the signal to the controller. And I think it can only truly do four miles if there's literally no obstacle avoidance in between. So if you're low on the ground, you're flying it over buildings, it probably won't work. But if you're on a hill and you fly it just directly out and there's nothing kind of in the way, you can probably go for around four miles right okay yeah. so it's really impressive yeah. but you get you kind of get what you pay for i guess so i've been hearing about the dj dji goggles as well yeah. you heard about those yeah no oh oh um i'm on i'm on a big vr kick at the moment having just got the psvr the other day oh, yeah i was i don't know if i told you it can play 3d blu-rays as well really? so if you've got 3d blu-rays it'll show them in 3d in the headset wow yeah, it's, it's really good. That's impressive. Uh, but yeah, DJI are producing these. Oh, they might have already produced. I think, I think they do have goggles already. Yeah, these goggles, which are essentially 3D goggles, which will pair with the drone. So while you're flying the drone, you can put these goggles on and you can look around. And in real time, it'll also move the camera on the drone. It's apparently the closest to uh, closest to feeling like flying that you can get. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's from DJI, and of course they're gonna say that. But it's really good high resolution as well. I think that's it's how that's how I've heard a lot of so drone racing is now sport. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of them use goggles for that. Right, I'd say that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, some of them use goggles for that, and that uh, yeah, gotta level that playing field. Yeah, I guess. So. But again, they're not cheap, these things. No, I think, I'm just having a look on the DJI website, I think they're like 500 quid alone for the goggles. Man. So Can you like, plug it into a computer and use it as a VR headset I or anything? I have no idea. I'd have to, t- I'd have to look into it. But, but yes, big fan of the yeah. drone. Yeah, it's so. impressive. When you first see it, it's 
quite something. If you've never seen like a proper drone set with GPS and proper stability, it's seeing it for the first time and it's like, wow, technology. Yeah. What's that all about? Yeah. The battery life's not great on it. To be honest, there's quite, there's a fair chunk of it there that it has to keep up in the air. So the spark being smaller means the fans don't have to go as fast or that they can use smaller fans or bigger fans or so it's it's quieter it's a lot quieter but also i'm guessing the battery will maybe last a bit longer as well yeah and batteries will continue to get better so. yeah they've been saying that for a while i'm still waiting for a, a smartphone with a decent battery life on it well let's wait for the next iphone and see what happens let's see what happens yeah should we uh, move on right my time is now up i'm afraid so i'm gonna have to leave you all so Oh, Joe, no. David, David, stay. Take over the podcast. I've got Quite real work to do. Seems like seems like being the guest. I've had the most. I'm going to have the most time on the podcast this week. <laughs> Why is Nathan <laughs> compared not to the normal regulars? Thing. I don't know. Nathan, the oh, new I'm host, the Virgin Aloudum podcast. <laughs> cool. I will. I will leave right, the podcast David. in your capable hands. Don't capable. don't crash this train. Don't crash this. <laughs> metaphorical drone don't worry we'll look after it for you david you already, for... you already missed the train leaving the station david so. <laughs> thank you for taking the reins in my absence yeah speak to you later a bit. okay so the next one we've kind of covered this previously there was an episode that we had where we had uh, jonathan ford on okay and we were talking about how they were trying to engineer a specific vaccine that would eliminate mosquitoes or a, a very specific type of mosquito from the face of the earth one that holds the zika virus okay. uh, this is uh this is an article that came, that was on uh, nextbigfuture.com from this month which talks about verily which is the the life sciences arm of google's parent company alphabet you know google has a parent company yeah, yeah i did know alphabet. that so what they've done is they've taken male mosquitoes that were infected with the Wolbachia bacteria. So that this is the one that uh, it's harmless to humans, but uh, it can affect other mosquitoes and cause... Uh, Specifically female counterparts, apparently. Yeah. With the idea being that they would go around with... And uh, you have to excuse me while I just check my, my facts here. But they're going to drive... Ar- are they going to drive around in a van... And release over 20 weeks in a bunch of neighborhoods a whole bunch of well, these mosquitoes. It doesn't specify a van. It says using an automated device, also b- built by Verily. It could be, could be a, uh, it could be a driverless car. Never. I mean, I mean, there is a picture of a van here saying in partnership with Verily and Mosquito Mate. Mm. So maybe, I don't know, maybe the device is in the van. Imagine that though. Just walking down the street and a van idles up next to you, and then the doors slide <laughs> and open. They're just mosquitoes <laughs> everywhere. Mosquitoes <laughs> you'd, everywhere. You'd, be, you'd, be, you'd literally be a bit. You'd be kind of running away. You'd bit. be pinching yourself, Wouldn't thinking, miss. "Wake up, wake up!" But you yeah. won't have to pinch yourself after a second because they'd be all over you. Surely, surely they're going to release them in a not very populated area. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know. I don't know how whether you have to release them close to where the, the majority of the mosquitoes are. I don't know if mosquitoes migrate. I don't know. I'd like to see a drone deal with that. Just a wall of mosquitoes <laughs> coming at it. <laughs> I, think, I think mosquitoes would probably die, to be honest. Mm. But, so but anyway, it, do, it does explain that they're going to... Inf- 
get male mosquitoes that are infected with this Wolbachia bacteria mm. because when they mate with female counterparts, that will then affect them. And apparently it's only the females that actually bite you and the males don't. Right. Which, so, which I guess is why they're using male mosquitoes because yeah. they're not going to, they release them and they're not going to bother humans. So the thing that we came up before, up against last time, and I don't think I have many people on my side here, but uh, are we okay with this kind of essentially state-sanctioned mosquito genocide? I don't know. I was just I was just trying to do a bit of Googling first, saying, <laughs> finding articles on what are mosquitoes good for? Um, <laughs> and I've just I got a load of people complaining thing. about them. Yeah, yeah. I, and fair enough, you know, they spread disease, malaria, etc. What I... The, th- the thing it looks like a, kind of like a stepping stone to me you know like oh if we figure we can do this mm. this strikes me as the kind of technology that you could use to eradicate mosquitoes and then think um not to get to info wars or anything here but you know what's the next step what do you eradicate next mm. we have this technology we know that it's proven to work let's maybe try on different sc- strains of mosquito but then okay what else don't people like no i mean there are plenty of other insects that people mm. don't like but I guess they're all part of a bigger picture and like the food yeah, chain. Yeah, I mean, we can all, and... you know, shriek and run away when we see a spider, but yeah, they well, have a purpose. Yeah, well, how is this going to affect the ecosystem by them exactly. doing this? Do mm. they know, have they said like, oh yeah, we've researched this and it, it will have no impact on the... I don't know, but you'd want to be really, really sure. Oh yeah, yeah. This is why I like working in IT, because if something does go wrong, as long as you've got a capable backup, you could always roll back to that. But if I you don't wipe know. mosquitoes off the face of the earth yeah. and you suddenly realise they're needed for something, you're screwed. Where's the backup for that? Absolutely. Keep 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 a few in a box somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Keep an emergency in emergency break glass. <laughs> Another bunch of mosquitoes come out of it. Yeah, so it there's no talk of how much this would cost or and at the moment they're talking about two neighbourhoods of about three hundred acres each. So okay. not a not a massive amount of space. Yeah. So it remains to be seen, but uh, I think it's. Uh, I'm just reading some opinions on on another article that says many scientists agree that mosquitoes are more a hassle than they have value. Fair enough. Um, I just wouldn't. I, I wouldn't risk it. You would. No, you wouldn't. Just leave it. But we can say that as our, our you know, sat here in our in our first world's country recording a podcast it doesn't impact us day to day i'm not sure what kind of statistics there are around malaria related deaths zika virus infections things like that Mm. maybe this is not a big problem for us but there might be people clamoring for this elsewhere yeah i guess so Hmm. one one thing i'm just reading about mosquitoes is that um a lot of them actually they depend on nectar for energy and so that's in flowers and then they and plants and they actually pollinate plants to help ensure that different types of plants plant life thrive so always got an excuse haven't they there's always a reason to keep them around but then couldn't you just get more bees in to do that here we have that classic simpsons scenario like you'll eradicate all these well we'll just bring in a load of this to deal with this problem and then you have to bring a load of this to deal with this problem until you're bringing in all the bears to deal with the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when do you call it quits? Um, so someone here on the comments is actually suggesting, you know, why don't you, you're always going to have a problem with 
with insects, wouldn't it not be better to find a way to genetically engineer humans to not to either you know repel mosquitoes or to well just create, to build an immunity well, to yeah so like a vaccine or something but that's kind of more of a prevention is better than the cure scenario oh yeah. no it's more of a cure is better than a prevention thing because wouldn't it be better to destroy the source of the zika virus at its source rather than just slap a band-aid on it oh, sorry a plaster <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> by by making uh, humans resilient to it yeah oh, i don't know it's, it's kind of one of those things as well where not uh, you know you hear about how your over-the-counter pharmaceuticals are given in such great supply say in the u.s that they have to constantly be developing new ones because people's because a lot of your common viruses build up such an immunity to common cures mm. could would you get to a situation where oh suddenly we've we've got a strain of wallbachia immu- immune mosquitoes and what do you do then it's like i'd really like a pet cat but i'm <laughs> allergic to cats <laughs> so the options are either get a hypoallergenic cat or as my wife and a couple of people have said well why don't you just you know take an antihistamine every day which I'd be kind of okay with. I'm all right with introducing that as a part of my daily routine. The problem, I think, comes if in one day, in fif- not 15 years, because cat will probably be dead by then, <laughs> in ten, seven years' time, yeah. when I wake up one day, I take my antihistamine, and oh no, this is no longer working. working I've yeah. still got my runny nose and streaming eyes. If you get yourself into that kind of situation. Yeah, it's not, yeah, I see what you mean. It's not eradicating the problem. You're just getting around it. Mm. But from the other side of things, it's it's good to see they're at least trying. It's good to see science being used for good. Yeah. Anyway, that's about as opposed to, as opposed to you know all the secret underground layers <laughs> and volcanoes that we have to deal with. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about all I've got to say on that one. Yeah, I, everybody's happy with that. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's it's hard. I'm not a scientist. I can't yeah. comment. We would be making. I know. I, I know opinions. what you. I don't know what you mean though. Like, it kind of feels like you're shooting the messengers though. Like you're not you're not tackling the the diseases. You're just killing the stuff that carries them. Mm-hmm. The, the diseases are still going to exist, aren't they? Well, not if they, unless they can only be carried via mosquitoes. Yeah, that's what I'm unsure about. Hmm. Mm. If there are certain diseases know, that are citation so. needed. <laughs> okay. Well, the only other thing that I've got uh, to talk about, we, we do have another topic, but I think we're going to move that to next week just based on the structure of this episode. Yeah. That's is uh, the, <laughs> this thing that David put us onto before he left the room a, a little um, a little Kickstarter for you? Uh, this is the, how, how are we pronouncing this? The Ammer Brush? Yeah. Ammer Brush, probably. Okay. So have you ever seen. Um, have you ever seen the TV program Nathan for you? Shay, not. Shay, your name. I thought yeah, you'd have been all I'd, over I, it. I, I have you ever seen, sure. you've seen it? It's, Nathan. Uh, Nathan for you. No, never heard of it. It's like this, um, a comedian, and he does this thing where he he basically tries to solve uh, problems by with these kind of outlandish solutions. So, like for instance, one of the episodes, he's got uh, there's an antique shop, and he doesn't feel that they're moving m- moving much product. So he he, come, he says, well, why don't we set up 
um, why don't we have it so that you open late and then everyone from the pub next door, when they leave the pub, are drunk at the end of the night. You beckon them into the antique store. They knock all of the antiques off the all over the place and then they have to pay for them. There you go. You suddenly got a nice little source of income then from people breaking. You know, it's just silly stuff like that. And one of the things was about uh, cleaning, uh, getting, getting a cleaner in. And it says, right, well, you could have one cleaner and have them clean a house in eight, four hours or something like that. Mm. Or why don't we get 50 cleaners in and have it done in five minutes? That kind of thing. And that's the first thing I thought of in a roundabout way when I saw the Amma brush. So this is a, uh, a fully automatic toothbrush that lets you brush all of your teeth at once and finishes in 10 seconds. And just for clarity, it looks like a gum shield with lots of bristles inside, which are electronically controlled to vibrate and make yeah. them move, which looks very strange. Looking at the picture, it's... Uh... So, yeah, you know the, the, the old-fashioned manual toothbrush? Yeah. Do you know how long you're meant to clean your teeth for? I'll ask my dentist when I next have my appointment. Well, I was always told <laughs> three minutes. Did you ever hear that, Adam? Mm, I think so. If you've got, like, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Automatic toothbrush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're called automatic uh, electric, electric toothbrushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. so if you get them, don't they, like, stop going after a certain amount of time? Yeah, so I've got one, and it like vibe like pulse vibrates yeah. twice when it says move on like move on to the next side ah, so right. the one i've got you use it on your bottom teeth and then you do your left half for as long as it's on and then it like vibrates twice and it means move on to the next half of the bottom teeth mm. and then move up after that and, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah well i think i think and I'm, I'm not a big fan of i like the actual the motion of cleaning my teeth you know, I feel yeah. like with a with a an electric toothbrush, I, I do feel like it's doing the work, but I feel like I'm just <laughs> along for the ride in a way. You know? I'm just um, gonna be in control, Joe. Also, three minutes is a long time. I know they do those kids uh, toothbrushes where it plays a song, and uh, yeah, it's a three minute song, and that's how long you have to clean your teeth for. Okay, uh, that's good. Yeah, keeps me entertained. Yeah, mm. uh, according to the Ammo brush. A Kickstarter here. It says brushing your teeth is not exactly the sexiest thing on earth, and uh, many of us hate brushing our teeth. It is one of those things where you know I'm kind of just wandering the house while I'm doing it, wandering around, just thinking, oh, teeth. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is quoting them. This is why we invented Amma Brush, a device three years in the making with a simple goal to make toothbrushing quicker, automatic, and more efficient, so you have more time for the relevant things in your life. Okay. <laughs> Ah, uh, here you go. Fact, fact, fact number two: the average toothbrushing time is sixty seconds instead of the recommended one hundred and eighty yeah, seconds. Okay. And during your lifetime, you waste one hundred and eight whole days just brushing your teeth. And uh, some other some other facts that that back them up. So you, the Amma brush, you got three three pieces. You have got the mouthpiece, so the bit that kind of you know fits in your mouth. Um, the hand piece, which I think you use to put it in your mouth, and the, the, the toothpaste capsules. I'm just reading. Oh, here we go. It's always the same with these things, isn't uh-huh. it? So how much do the toothpaste capsules cost? <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? This uh, this is what gets you, isn't it? You're like, oh, yeah, that's a vaguely good idea. But then you, it's like, uh, you, is it like some subscription model where you have to like pay uh, well, $10 a month and they'll deliver the them to you? start a pledge. So uh, a, sing- a single capsule lasts for a month. Okay. 
Oh, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But if you pledge 79 euros or more, you get the basic package, which is handpiece, mouthpiece, t- one toothpaste capsule, and a charger. So I've, I'm sorry, I've undersold the handpiece. So the actual, um, the the mouthpiece itself doesn't actually do anything. It's the handpiece that does the vibrating. Mm. And that's got a built-in little micro pump, and that, I think, is where you put the capsules as well. So you fit them in there, attach it to the mouthpiece, off you go, 10 seconds, you're done. They are just reading, they have different vibration modes. Okay. Um, Three, for example, is gum massage. Okay. Whitening mode. Don't don't really know how it determines. That just gets through the enamel. Just (laughs) really scrubbing. Just gets through a layer of enamel. (laughs) And burst mode. And I guess burst. (laughs) (laughs) Just turns it up to 11. (laughs) Just for two seconds only. <laughs> I um, I'm I'm a big fan of the of the hard bristled toothbrush. Really? Yeah. Because I just feel like anything else, kind of, you know, when you're rubbing it against your teeth, it just kind of collapses and gives way. A hard bristled toothbrush, I feel like it's doing the job. It's bad on your gums, though, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I don't know about the gums, but I don't think it's helping my teeth because I'm starting to feel like maybe my teeth are becoming more sensitive and I wonder if it's something to do with the fact that I'm using toothbrushes with hard bristles on them. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Whereas these uh, lovely bristles and uh, it just uses vibration to kind of tease them clean. I'd like to see a a second version that maybe also implements something in the way of a tongue scraper. Yeah, that's, you know what, that's a key for me. (laughs) I I like a good tongue brush after you brush your teeth <laughs> you never feel completely clean until your tongue's clean I, I can't tell I if you're joking like no I no I'm being deadly like serious really yeah you know like because some to- to- toothbrushes come with like the little rubber thing on yeah, the back of the, the head back. don't they yeah mm-hmm. mm. yeah but never really I've never felt like it does anything and I don't like mm. the way it feels either no I mean <laughs> it's a bit weird I just usually just use the brush anyway but right okay hard hitting issues on the <laughs> technology podcast how do we feel about floss I'll be honest, I very rarely use it. Uh, all the all the dentists say you should yeah, do it. They do, they but do, don't they? But it's just such an effort, isn't it? It's, we need an automatic three, flossing three machine. Three minutes on your teeth brushing, then you've got to brush your tongue, then you've got to floss, then mouthwash. How, how many hours do we think it's got a way of day? life, isn't it? It's this, this t- toothbrushing culture that you can subscribe to. But I want to know, with this, but then with this automatic hammer brush, do you need to be like around a sink? Or do you need water, or do you just pop it in and away you go? I think, uh, so a built-in mechanism foams and delivers the right amount of toothpaste to your teeth. So they also, uh, because it's got the built-in battery, it'll last for 28 sessions, so you could take it away on holiday with you. But could I, like, sit at my desk and just put it in and then... (laughs) Yes, I think think you're still going to need somewhere to spit afterwards. Yeah. Maybe that's something for the new model. Just have a little, you know, when you're at the doc, uh, when you're at the, the dentist, and they have the little like <laughs> machine oh, yeah. sucks it all up afterwards. Something like that, something like that, perhaps. It'd be good for if you were going, if you were flying, uh, because you don't have to take toothpaste with you. Yeah. I'm not sure what the, uh, the FDA stances on toothpaste these days. Whether you're okay with that, because I mean, you no were a bit way. nervous going through with your drone, weren't you? I was because you meant to. What is it? It's like if it's a if it's a tablet or a phone, you have to have charge in it. But if it's a battery, you a separate battery, you you have can't to discharge have it. You have to discharge. Yeah. It. Well, not fully. 
but it's specifically with the drone batteries they're lithium polymer which you have to discharge to around 30 40 percent right yeah okay then right and you can't take them in the hold you have to be in your hand carrier or okay. cabin but you forgot to do it so you just lo- low no, level flying this drone I in forgot. the corner of the airport i discharged like, it on the way and i left them fully charged on the way back okay which was a bit i wasn't i'm not sure how they see it on the uh x-ray screens Maybe yeah the battery looks more full of, i don't know how, mm. but yeah you're meant but to you more because anyway. lithium polymer batteries if you leave them fully charged there's no like extra space for if there's some weird magnetic residual energies and fields going around mm-hmm. if it um it needs space to like add more charge from that because if not lithium polymer batteries can blow up the technology behind batteries we could probably do a whole yeah, episode on that if we wanted maybe to. we should <laughs> yeah <laughs> that seems like a jason episode i think yeah, jason I think would so. be for that I think so. yeah. yeah that would be good i'm surprised that this toothbrush doesn't come with some kind of app to sync so you can share and tell everyone that you've cleaned your teeth <laughs> or some <laughs> sends a notification when you've cleaned what's, you. how many cleans your stats on how many cleans yeah. you've done this week well aren't you also meant to clean your teeth three times a day apparently yeah i mean i don't know when anyone's yeah. fitting that third teeth cleaning session in i don't see anyone running off to the toilet at lunch to clean their teeth no no. So the app, the app would be hassling you every in this day. office. No. <laughs> to be quite frank. No, it's this yeah. filthy office. <laughs> okay. Right. That's I'd... what will happen. We'll all be sitting at our desk with these automatic toothbrushes that we just keep at our desks. <laughs> It'll be like the, the next episode of Black Mirror. It'll yeah. just be everyone sat there with these things <laughs> in their mouths. <laughs> just sort of like blank faces. <laughs> okay, right. I think that's all, uh, all from me. Yeah. All good? Mm, okay, well, let's uh, let's call it an episode of that. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you'd like to send us uh, an email to discuss anything on the podcast or any tech news that you've uh, found that you think we should discuss, then please email it into podcast at unravelingtechnology.co.uk. Or you can also reach us at Twitter on Twitter at unravelingtech. We've got the, uh, the blog at unraveling.technology uh, where we're releasing articles all the time about various aspects of IT, so do have a read of that. And if you want to leave us a little uh, review on iTunes, we'd very much appreciate it. You can find us by searching Unraveling Technology on there. But anyway, I think that's it for another week. Uh, From me, Joe Tonks, Nathan Rona, and Adam Willerton, thank you very much for listening, and goodbye. Oh, and David Johnson, but he's gone already. Goodbye. (laughs) See ya. Bye.